right, welcome back to Off the Cuff, episode 21. I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. Nick Coletti. Hello. What's going on? Uh, another Vine legend, obviously. Um, and uh, we're still thriving, I guess. You know, they, they tried to take it from us, but they couldn't keep us down. Mm-mm. You know, but uh, you're also a stand-up comedian, uh, an actor. Yes. A thespian. Thespian. A thespian. Love the theater. The theater. Um, the theater. The theater. Um, so um, obviously here on Off the Cuff, you know, it's a mental health um, show. We talk about people, you know, and their journeys with mental health. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, taking, some, taking some time to talk to the people. Um, first question I wanted to ask, how are you feeling? I feel great today. You feel great today? I do. That's awesome. You know, I like that you said you feel great today because it is a day by day thing that we deal with, you know, definitely. And um, I mean, someone, I, you know, how old are you now? I'm 26. You're 26. So I feel like, you know, like your weird uncle, but <laughs> that you've only met like twice, but like, you know, I've seen you like grow up since like from when you were a kid, basically. Yeah. So, kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Vine was like, what, eight, nine years ago. Mm hmm. You know, like you were just a little poop pants, <laughs> you know? So like to I see, to see like, turd. yeah, to see like where you're going now is just like, is awesome. And, Thanks, um, man. you know, in terms of like content creation, what, what in Vine, like what, what do you think your headspace was at during that time? Since, you know, eight, nine years ago is a long time. Um, you know, were you in school? Like what, what, what were your aspirations at that age? So I was besides, like, besides being funny as shit, <laughs> that was kind of pretty much it. I was like, I was really trying to like prove myself. Like I would just want to make people laugh. I want people to think I'm cool. Like I want to be like, and then the other thing was just, I want to move out of Pittsburgh. Like I want to just start my own life. So uh, yeah, I mean, as far as headspace goes, it was just like having fun. There wasn't a, a ton of pressure. And that's definitely, I think what has changed for <laughs> From, I'm like trying to get back to that headspace because right. once you once you're like trying to like make a career out of it and there's like you know you got to be careful with taking liberties sometimes and that I think that kind of like I'm trying to like kind of undo those limitations that I put on myself as far as like creating is I think when we get older like a lot of us like we want to become like more artistic for some reason mm -hmm. you know like we want to be like known as like you know I was you were, you were like the, the, the saw dude and I was the suck your titties dude. <laughs> so like, you know, that's what people know us from. And like, that's what people associate us with. And it's weird because like, we do spend a little bit of time, like trying to get away from that for some mm -hmm. reason. But then we realized like, dude, that's what it got us to the dance. Right. You kind of got you got to embrace it. Yeah. Like, you know, like I, I always think of it, like I can't go and get a regular job. If someone Googles my name. Right. You know, like the, the nine, the fives of the world, if it's not like an entertainment it's, it's, or it's done, it's done. There, no one's, <laughs> no one's hiring me, especially in this, in this, like, uh, this climate, right. um, you know, so like around like 18, uh, how'd you start like doing Vine videos? What, who would like inspired you to start doing them? Was it you? Did you see somebody? Was it me? <laughs> I, uh, actually had a buddy, one of my best buddies, he told me about it and I, at first was like, ah, I didn't really see the novelty. And then I remember I was playing with it at work one day and it just like clicked. I thought it was like, yeah, 
just like the most fun fucking thing and then from that point on it was it was over so what were, what were you doing for work i worked at a car dealership selling cars no fucking washing cars uh, I, was, I was like damn was a dude, lot, lot attendant. um all right so you're 18 cars. you're 18 years old you're living in pittsburgh um you know when was the first time that you had like the oh my god that's nick coletti oh man like did you obviously you know it starts home you become like a hometown hero kind of right and then yeah. it like leaks out to like the rest of the state <laughs> you know and, and and pittsburgh you know pittsburgh's like a crazy city to me just like just off the bridges alone yeah it's like a lot of bridges P- P- pittsburgh's like a weird they overdid city. it yeah, they overdid it for sure. How it's many? Like, dude, do you guys how many do they bridge? have? <laughs> dude, I think bridges. I think it's the most bridges in the world. It has to be the most bridges in the world, right? I think they actually like Pittsburgh is a city that like I feel like wasn't supposed to be a city. For, oh my god, there's no way this is possible. What does it say? It says four hundred and forty-six. Four hundred and forty-six bridges. There, that can't be real. Maybe there is. Maybe there is. <laughs> you learn something I, new I about your hometown. Ca- <laughs> I think they're counting all the like smaller ones too. Yeah, and going but both ways. It says it has more than Venice, Italy, which is crazy. That that Pittsburgh is the Venice of America. There you go. There it is. So, so I basically like, grew up in Venice. Yeah, basically. You're, I'm, Ital- I'm Italian. <laughs> your culture is fuck. Um. So. At what time do you start like sensing like oh like people are recognizing me now and like I could probably like I guess do this? Um, it was probably a good year after I started really. Uh, maybe not though. Maybe it was like half a year. It's a, I kind of forget. Like I, I yeah. just remember being at the mall with my cousins, and then someone came up to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's crazy!" So yeah, I think that was the real first like. And then when when did you move out to LA? When did you make that venture? Uh, when I was nineteen. Oh, so you were quick. You were ready was, to get the fuck was, out. Yeah, it was probably like two years after I started doing Vine. Okay. Um. So now you're like you're out in LA with you know you, which you're there now. Mm-hmm. Um. Can you tell me like a little bit about your first like, or one of the first like? All right, I'm in Los Angeles stories. Um. You're like, yeah, this isn't Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember you were there. Or no, no. It might have been my cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like uh, we had all these people over to the house that I lived at. And we like had everyone was like drinking, smoking, like partying. It was just a bunch of like viners. And like we ordered like hella pizzas. And it was just like so different than what I had been exposed to in Pittsburgh. Just like. Is it just, just so like weird? the conversations were just different, like what people are talking about? It's 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 weird when phone people become real people, like for a split second, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, oh man, like I was really hoping this person was cool, and then they turn out to be cool, and it's like, all right, great, all right, all right that's cool. But yeah, like, yeah. you know, like I never really got too much into like the Vine meetup space, mm-hmm. and and i i attribute that to like a part of me of like trying to be like nah like you know i do my own thing it's like if i could go back and do it i would have sold out hardcore 100 right. you know like go like full king batch 
Oh, full batch. I would have went like full batch every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, couple- I mean, more power to him. He rocks. Like, but I could yeah. just, I think that's just like, I, I could never do it. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't have the, that's like too where pretentious. my, I'm too pretentious, but like I'm anxiously pretentious. <laughs> I'm anxiously pretentious. That's a you good know? way to put it. Um, so you're out in LA, you know, LA's weird. We all know LA's weird. Um, mm-hmm. when do you start like having like, did you start noticing stuff with your mental health um, before or after like Vine and LA and stuff? Uh, I mean, so to be honest, like I've always kind of had not issues, but like I've, I've seen a therapist since I was a kid. Like yeah. I, there's always been like anxiety and like, um, so I've, I've kind of been dealing with, with mental health my whole life, um, the good and the bad. But uh, yeah, I mean, LA kind of heightened that anxiety, I think. I think now I'm, I'm finally getting into a routine that's super healthy, just like eating well, ex- make sure I exercise every day. Like I just, I have to do that. Yeah. Um, being outside, being around people, I like to be around. But uh, for a really long time, I was like kind of lost here just because I didn't, I didn't have any of those tools to help me like kind of calm down. So I was drinking, smoking, like. Get fucked up. Yeah. Doing a bunch of unhealthy shit. And, and also it's uh, like, you you don't really know who has your best interest out there. You know, exactly. You know, people come and go in that arena. I feel like all the time it's like, you know, it's uh does this person just want to shoot a vine with me or does this person genuinely care about me? Like that's the right. stuff you're going to think about. Oh yeah. And that's valid. But um, I think the person you, you have to learn to count on the most is just yourself. So yeah, you can't, I think I was also looking for other people to kind of take that anxiety away, away from me. And, and now I'm kind of taking responsibility and just figuring my shit out. I know that feeling. I mean, like, especially with, content creation we created a lot of like anxiety for ourselves yeah you know so like like i i always felt like i struggled with anxiety but like for some reason it didn't really reach its peak until like i had a certain amount of not responsibility but like in a way it kind of was like make people laugh or like reach people on a different you know level than other content creators and shit yeah. And then I just remember like this, the shit's like running my life. It's becoming something that's causing me way more problems than it's like causing me positive shit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for you, like, I think that now, like you're transitioning to like full acting. Yeah. I mean, Pre- pretty I much. Hope- right. Like is, is content creation still like your love or is it more like, yo, like I'd rather just fucking film a show or a movie now. I honestly have found that I love stand-up more than I love. Like, I personally don't don't think I'm like, I watch myself acting and I'm like, I'm like, I think I should just stick with stand-up. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's fun like riffing, but there's definitely a lot of pressure on on acting where I just am like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is for me. But I love, like, if I could do stand-up for the rest of my life, even if there was like fucking one person in the audience, like, it's You're just so, so fun for me, yeah. So for you, um, Talk about, uh, you know, your experience as somebody who loves stand-up, obviously COVID killed stand-up for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, really forced a lot of um, 
you guys to get more creative have you been doing like the backyard shows have you been doing like 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 in new york that's a huge thing like people go to like they do sets for like 25 people like on a Uh, roof it's pretty awesome that's yeah it's cool it's cool have you done i haven't done any of those now have you done no 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 i I haven't done but why um you know want to see the danny it's true you know and um like I've written a whole bunch of stuff, but for me, I don't know if you experience when I'm writing it, I think it's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And then I go back and revisit it and I'm like, uh, maybe I'll change this. And then I get down to myself and then I just, I get rid of it, like the mm. material. So I, I self-sabotage myself before I even get a chance to get on stage with it. I, I feel that, you know, I feel like I'm more of like a, if it like makes it, you laugh, though, it'll make someone else laugh. That's what which, I found. Which is true. If if yeah. I'm going to laugh at it, because there's been so much content that we both have probably created that we were like, this isn't funny, mm-hmm. but like it still blows kind of. Dude, I was just talking to my girlfriend uh, this morning. She posted a video like yesterday and she she was like, I just had to post something like I didn't I didn't even give a shit about this video and it, like totally blew up. Yeah. And, it, and I feel like those are the. One, it shows me that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's it's humbling for sure. Yeah, it's just like, dude, like you worked mad hard to do this one thing and it has X amount of likes and you just took this picture like in your bathroom and this is like blowing that out. Blows up, yeah, yeah. I, I think like, like to go back to what we said with anxiety, I think we put that pressure on ourselves. Definitely. Like, you know, like how many times did you like film a vine redo it like 15 times edit a picture for like 50 minutes oh my and, god and it sucks you look at it again and you're just like what did i do dude i spend way too much time like <laughs> on on lightroom you know like just like throwing <laughs> pictures in lightroom and shit wait i think the contrast is too high yeah and like, you know minus one <laughs> it's perfect it's perfect it's, awesome. it's perfect it's my best work um yeah so you know i think when it comes to like my stand-up I'm not afraid to fail at this point. Like people, like I have enough fans where like people would laugh at what I was doing, but I want to be good enough where I can go somewhere and I don't, and nobody knows me and I could still make people laugh. I haven't really done that yet. I think that's, um, that's really a fear of mine, but I just need to, like I've done stand up, but the crowds have been. Lady fans. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm I'm the same way. I want to like go prove myself in the fucking dungeons. Yeah, like I want to I want to like quote unquote put in the work. But every comedian that I've ever spoken to is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Nobody no, gives yeah. a sh- no one gives a shit. Like you want to know who's gonna say stuff like that? Comedians, old school comedians that I don't want to say that are jealous, but like you know, like I paid my dues. I've definitely experienced that too. And that, I, I think that's part of the reason why I think I have to go do that stuff. But I've also heard the the flip side, which is what you said, like, just fucking run with what you run with what you got, man. Like, yeah. Why would you go in? Why would you go backwards if you're no. already like on this trajectory? Uh, David Allen Greer, who's obviously a legendary, you know, comedic actor, comedian, mm-hmm. um, in living color, big guy. Um, I remember I was talking to him. He was like, do you do stand-up? We were in the green room at Caroline's. And I was like, nah. I was like, I, because he knew I had like a big following. We were talking about it throughout the the weekend. And he was like, dude, 
I, I said what I said. I was like, you know, like I want to be like a pure artist. He was like, dude, who gives a fucking shit? <laughs> you know, he was just like, dude, go get your money, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and a part of me wants to do that, but like a part of me wants to be respected. I would be anxious just knowing, like, oh well, these people came here to see me, but am I that funny? Am I good enough to rock a room by myself? I get that. Yeah, I get that. It's Have, it's honestly a tough call because there is that there is that lust of like, oh, I want to be like this guy. I want to be the comedian's comedian. Right. But, that, but then there's also that like, oh, should I just, I still have to fucking eat. Yeah. That's why you got to, I guess, like, have I, you done any? It's possible to do both. Oh, for sure. But, you know, if, if for me, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. He's... I'm not about picking one thing anymore. I'm, I say I'm going to do both. So when did that start? Just recent. Okay, so I'm recently I'm reading this book called The Greatest Secret. I don't know if you've heard The Secret. No, I've heard of The Secret, it's but not like The Greatest like, Secret. So it's like a this like spirituality. I get kind of skeptical of those things, but um, yeah, there's there's definitely some good things that you can take away from it. But it's the main thing is like just being present and being grateful and like. Um, the picking picking one thing is just like something I've recently like kind of just been like why do I have to fucking pick one or the other like especially with the career thing because I love music I love acting I love stand I mean stand up's like my favorite but um it's like why should you have to why can't I do it all like why can't I yeah yeah I mean win a Grammy and then win a fucking Emmy or an Oscar and like it's been done so it's like why should I have to pick yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, you know, and I would like to practice that myself. I'll be honest yeah, with you. Do it. You dude. know, I think it's we find a lot of times to like not do shit. There's more than enough reasons to not do something. Totally. But there's just as many to do something. Yeah. So I feel just people struggle. Like I feel millennials now, if you don't have a side hustle, whether you're in entertainment or not in entertainment you're you're missing out yeah because side hustles can be passions but if it blows up enough that doesn't have to be a side hustle anymore mm-hmm. vine was a side hustle for me and then it's me like too. dude I, I get yeah like i get to do podcasts now and make a living off of it like i took a shot on myself one time in my life and it was like <laughs> i'm gonna just try and be an entertainer and that's and, awesome though yeah and you're doing it and I'm doing it. And, um, you know, I always looked at guys like you, like the younger generation of Viners. I can't believe I'm talking like this. Um, yeah. Is that a gray hair in your beard? It is. It is. And, um, <laughs> you know, to see that, though, you guys paid respect to OGs, though. You, you guys you were you guys were a respectful bunch. You're like, I was I felt like I was the comedian's comedian on vine so like whoever had like millions of followers like, oh that's mm-hmm. let me suck your titties danny like that's that's my dude oh, right yeah there. yeah yeah you know and we the funny ones knew who the fu- other funny people were right right yeah and they were saying that i'm funny no you're i think you're hilarious I, and i'm funny and i'll be honest with you there was a lot of people on that app that were not funny <laughs> There are just a lot of people who are not funny. It's just, it's just, it, I'm going to say it. 
And I'm sure people found me unfunny. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's all but good. It's all good. But I remember just seeing your shit and being like, this kid doesn't fucking miss. <laughs> That's fine. Thanks, man. I, I yeah, I was that. like, this kid's not missing. And you could tell that he gives a fuck, but he doesn't give a fuck. That's exactly the balance I'm trying to just get back to. You know, and I, I just remember everything was like perfectly done by accident. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And you, you were always somebody that I would look to for like inspiration. Like, you know, like I liked creating like words and shit, like on my, even like on my podcast today and like, you were always creating shit. You were creating, you weren't like doing trends. You weren't doing a lot of like, you know, this is what's popping. Or if you did it, it was a satire. Right. So I was always inspired by like what you were doing. Thanks, man. So, uh, oh, oh, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Grazie, um, grazie. Grazie, grazie, grazie mille. So <laughs> when you came on and did the basement yard, that was like our first like real, like long, extensive conversation. Yeah. Is it fair to say that you were in a darker place then? Yeah, I think so, for sure. Uh, just, I, so I do take antidepressant <laughs> medication. Me take, too, dog. take Prozac. Prozac. Let's I'm get a, it. Prozac. I, I'm Lexa Pros. Damn. Shout out Lexi. It's Lexi. 20 MGs. 20 MGs to Brit. Lexi's a pro, dog. Yeah, dude. The fucking 20 MGs gets me going. Fire. So we're not, uh, we're, we're not mental health professionals, by the way. This is just what works for us. We're not. Yes. But uh, I was not. I. I got to that point. I don't know if you've ever been at this point where you're taking your medication and you're like, dude, I feel fucking great. Like, Oh yeah. Guess it's time. Guess it's time to stop taking the medication. Yep. Um, so that was like at the six month point where I had stopped. So I was like, uh, not knowing how to cope with any anxiety or stress. It was like, just like going through that shit as a kid again, almost. Um, yeah. Drinking a lot smoking a lot of kush uh trying to make this kind of toxic relationship with my ex work still yeah and that was really just like not healthy at all um and yeah you, you were filling voids you were filling voids right exactly so, so i was i was still touring and like doing stand-up but i was like uh not where i should have been mentally or like health-wise because you know i mean um you know, we had a lot of text correspondence during those times, you know, um, mm-hmm. and I know that like you were trying to like cut back on the drinking and, you know, I could tell that you were, you know, you, you were reaching out for help, you know? Yeah. And I started, I'm one of those people where, you know, thankfully I've been through enough shit in my life where I'm going to take that shit seriously. So like, I would text you and be like, yo, like, you good. Like what's going yeah, on? I appreciated that. Seriously. Yeah, dude. Um, where, where are you standing now with like the, do you dabble? Do you, do you drink some wine from now and then? Or are you just trying to go like completely soaps? So I like, so I've been tra- <laughs> toad soaps. I definitely cut back. I let, I, it's not like a, a coping mechanism anymore. Um, I've definitely fucked up a few times through quarantine. Uh, like had, had a couple too many drinks or smoked a little too much, but um, it's definitely under control now. Um, That's good. That makes me yeah, happy. It's, it's not like a 
weight. Do you still, I mean, are you still burning? A little bit. Yeah. It's here and there. Now, do you feel, do you feel like that alleviates some, some symptoms that you deal with? A little bit, but it also kind of makes me stressed. I've definitely been given that some critical thought lately seeing as far as just like cutting it out completely. Cause, uh, cause I was never one that could enjoy weed. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always either smoke a little bit too much weed or, or not enough or not enough. So like a lot of my anxiety started from drug use, 100%, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was just puffing too much hashish or too much sneef, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So like it, the good bag, the good bag, you know, and <laughs> I used to never have panic attacks. I've had wow. like, I had like one or two and then I started to just have fucking panic attacks. It literally the biggest, one of the biggest panic attacks I ever had in the beginning was while I was partying. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, like, all right, like I'm done. Like I do my, my, my little strips, my strips. And then I'm like, (laughs) and I come up from, funny. (laughs) I do my strips. I come up from, your um, crest white strip, your white strips. My, I do my, I do my white strips, <laughs> whitening up the nose a little bit, and I stand up from my mirror, and my heart starts going, gosh, 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 gosh. Wow. So I'm like, yeah, like it wasn't even to the point where I was afraid. I said, this is it. Like, I hot, like this is like a hot dose. Like, I, I, it, they put something in this shit. Uh, I'm gone. So this is it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at my boy who's with me. I'm not going to say his name because he's, he's too close. I don't want to get him in trouble. But I look at him. <laughs> I do it. I'm like, I look at him. I go, I'm done. Like super calm. Like I made peace. I'm dying my, or I'm done? I'm dying. So I go, <laughs> I, 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 look, I look at him and just go, I'm, di- I'm dying. So I'm walking around. We try to go into an urgent care. They're closed, you know, and I'm, I'm walking like this. I'm holding my chest like this. Like, oh my God. So I'm walking around uh, the Upper East Side of Manhattan fucking skied off my face. Just fucking high, dude. And I'm just like, yo, oh my God. I'm like, yo, I'm starting to get uh, to the point where I'm about to pass out. Jesus. So I'm, I'm smoking a cigarette, right? And to calm down to calm down and while i'm smoking the cigarette i don't realize i'm smoking it so fast that i'm like <laughs> and i'm talking to my boy and i'm like yo man if we could just go to the uh, and i and i fainted so i fainted i fell up against this fucking wall in the in the back of my thing so i'm thinking i'm overdosing i wake up like as soon as i hit the floor i'm like yo i had to go to the er now so I get in the car, I'm going to the ER and I'm like, uh, and I walk in, they're like, is it your heart? Like the nurse is like, oh my God, it's your heart. And I just go, yeah. <laughs> so yo, I'm mad scared, dude. So I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's traumatizing. So I'm just like, yeah. So they rip my shirt off. Um, they fucking just bring that EKG out. They're like, God, 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 like move. And my boy's with me the whole time as sneaked out as I am. Good. So, yeah. So he's just, he's like, you got to think about what he's going through too. He's like, oh my God, my he's friend's like, dying. He's like, <laughs> I'm gonna die it's too. my heart now. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to die too. 
So I remember I'm in the bed and they did the EKG and they're like running around to like make sure like I'm okay. And I grab him by his shirt because I think I'm going to die. I just mm-hmm. go, I grab him, I pull him close to me and I whisper in his ear, I just go, you have to go back and clean my apartment. <laughs> because I was like, yo, if I die and like they go to like my apartment and there's like drug paraphernalia. NYPD. Yeah, yeah. And just be like, oh yeah, that's what did it. He's super dead. Um so I'm like, dude, just leave. I was like, I was like, you need, you gotta go. Let's clean my apartment and pushed him away from my bed and he disappeared in like the fucking sea of nurses and shit. So they they're like, yo, uh, your EKG looks normal. So I'm like, oh, all right. So like, you know, they take your blood, check uh, check like your troponin levels, which will tell through a blood test if you're having a heart attack. Oh wow, my heart's fine. So at first when I went in, they were like, you do any drugs? And I was like, no. And then as they were doing it, I was like, to the nurse, I was whispering to everybody that night. I whispered to the nurse. I was like, I, I, I might have done some crack cocaine. And she was just like. Damn, oh, you said just... crack? Yeah, because I didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, crack cocaine. And I was just like, yeah. Oh, oh. I was like, I did some crack cocaine. I, I might have I done cocaine. And she's like, all right, thank you for being honest so we can save your life now. So they're like, listen, we're going to flush out your system. And I'm like, yo, so scared, just like jumbling around. Like I'm dying. I'm afraid to text people and tell them that where I am. Um, and they give me, uh, they flush me out and they give me Valium to calm me down because they know that nothing's wrong with my heart. I'm just, I'm fucking freaking out though. Mm-hmm. Dude. Five minutes later, after this Valium, I was walking around that hospital like I owned it. I was like, oh, hey, Marcy, what's up? You guys, like, everybody all right? You guys good? Like, I can help. You know, I was trying to, like, help people. I was walking around. I I was walking around, like, with my fucking thing. I was like, yeah, I think I can go home now. And um, So it reversed the the Coke high? Yeah, they so they 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 flushed me out. Or were you speedballing? Were you on both? No, no, no. They, 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 they baselined me. Oh, okay. How'd they flush it out? Um, they just do like, there's like a solution that they do through, uh, through IV. IV. Okay. Yeah. To clean you out. And then uh, they gave me the Valium. They were like, you just got to calm down. So me thinking that these people don't know what they're talking about. I was like, that's going to kill me. I'm like, don't give it to me. They're like, yeah, dude, shut the fuck up. And they're just like, Thrip. and dude, five minutes, five minutes later, I was like, this is the greatest. I feel fantastic. I walked Valium, home. Dude. I walked home from the hospital after thinking I was gonna die four hours ago. I walked home. I was like, <laughs> dude, like I'm ready to go. And then me, like an idiot, I did more when I got home. So this is what oh I knew. My God. This is what I knew. And then I ended up back. At, I was so embarrassed. I went to a different hospital the next day. This is you went back I, to the hospital. The next day, I had to go back to another <laughs> one. Yeah, dude. So like, this is when I realized I was like, yo, like I really need to get help because Mm -hmm. this stuff that I was doing to fill voids in my life is like ruining my life now. And then uh, Mm -hmm. a friend of mine who I was very close to growing up, uh, he overdosed and died like around that same time. And um, I I ended up checking myself into a a facility, Lenox Hill Hospital, psych ward. What up? Responsible. Yeah, you know what I mean? And at that point, I was just like, dude, like, if, if living's going to be like this with panic and stuff, I said, I'm just going to end it. I'm going to take my own life. I can't do this anymore. Every day, I was just in fear. I wasn't, I couldn't shit by myself. I couldn't shower by myself. 
I had to move back in with my parents. Like I was fucked up, dude. I was really, really fucked up. So that's why I've stopped abusing any kind of substance, really. You know, yeah, how, how have you been? How, how are you doing? I've been good. You know what I mean? Like I've dabbled in drinking, but it just, it doesn't do anything for me. It just doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't make me feel better. You know, um, like if it's at a wedding, I'll do a toast at a wedding, but like, I just know myself, I'll keep going and going right. and going and going, you know? And if I wasn't on medications and I have like uh, health anxiety, I feel like it would like hurt my heart or like kill me. I'd probably be drinking. Mm-hmm. So I know that that's just not in the cars for me. Like I can't go tailgating with the boys. Like I can't go out and, and drink and shit. I can be yeah. around it fine. Which was a hard thing for me to do, like to be social. But, you know, me being vocal about it has helped me be social. Um, but yeah, man, there's like, there's no alcohol in my house. You know, I don't smoke weed. I don't do any, I haven't done any drugs in like three years. It's awesome, um, man. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, I just realized it was just fucking my whole shit up. Yeah. So, you know, I... I, mean, I oh, go ahead. What? Oh, he's good? What's up? <laughs> All the cliches about, like, drugs will ruin your life or, like... I always used to be like, That's, they don't know what they're fucking talking about. Drugs are, like, this feels good. But it literally will ruin your life. You know, I, w- I just... I wish I could be somebody that could dabble and have fun with shit like that. I just... I can't. And I've done it already. I've done it already. You know, that shit is definitely rewired the way my brain works in terms of like, I feel like I'm an anxiety riddled person because of drug use and alcohol for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's possible to un- undo it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You know, and for me, I have to set limits for myself because if I don't, I know I'll, 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 you know, if someone came up to me like, yo, just do one bump, I'll be like, all right. I'll be like, that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna be like, where'd you get where'd you get this from? What's his name? Yeah. You know, so I think for you, like, especially like knowing that you've cut back also makes you realize, you know, you don't have to go cold turkey or anything, but you just realize that it's not the best combination for your mental health. Yeah. Totally. You know, so like in terms of you know, staying clean. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking clean. You know, um, I want to talk to you too. We we touched on it a little bit um, uh, on the Basement Yard podcast. Was uh, your your relationship with Mac Miller? Oh yeah. Um, you got you guys were buddies. Um, you know, obviously this uh, one of the, one of the most talented guys. Not just because he was white, rapping. Um, exactly. You know, I just think overall he was one of the most talented guys around. I, and I think uh, people in the industry will tell you that and people know that. I mean, if Jay-Z tweets about you that you're nice, odds are you're nice. Yeah. Um, How did you guys get to know each other? Because you guys are both Pittsburgh people. Was it a Vine thing, Instagram thing? It was a – I think he he saw my stuff on Vine, and then I think he figured out that I was from Pittsburgh – so he followed me on Twitter, which was like the craziest fucking thing. Yeah. I, like I had that's, that's, dreamed about that as just being from Pittsburgh. And that was just crazy. 
What was Pittsburgh um, like when like kids was out? Like, dude, every every kid in Pittsburgh dressed like wanted to be Mac Miller. Like, yeah. everyone was dressing like him. Like, it, it was it was honestly a really really cool time. He showed a lot of love too. Like, he wasn't one of those artists that was like, oh yeah, like I'm not from Pittsburgh. Like he like it was yeah. like him and Wiz like at the same time kind of. Right. Like cushion blowing orange juice, city. just blowing the city Wiz, up. Yeah. You know, it's black and yellow was awesome huge. Time to be alive. Yeah. Dude. So uh, when's, when's the first time you guys met each other? So I met his friend Q, his like one of his best friends um, in LA when I had like first moved there because I had been talking to Q on Twitter for a little bit. Okay. So I went over and kicked it with Q. I think that was kind of his way of like vetting me or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Feeling you out a little Q bit. Fin- right. Q finally invited me over to go to Malcolm's house. And that was like a dream come true. It was so fucking cool. Um, What'd you guys so, talk about? Yeah. Feel my asking? I was really nervous. I just kind of let him like talk. I just like sat back, sat back and kind of, w- if he asked me a question, I would answer him, but I wasn't like, Hey, what's up, man? I'm Nicolette. <laughs> so it, was like, I was, it was really intimidating, yeah. So coolest dude ever. Well, you were having those moments though while you were in there with him, you're like, holy shit, that's Mac Miller. It was definitely surreal. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah. Um, and then you guys become friends. Yeah, I mean, we were yeah, we were friends, not like best friends, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew who I was. We we've we hung out a couple times. He he was really awesome, dude. You know, and obviously, you know, one of the people that have been taken from us too soon. I mean, um, yeah. obviously, losing somebody like that is, you know, just even on terms of like a mainstream level is tough. But you know, for you, he's from your city, put on for the city a lot. You know, you got mm-hmm. to chill with him a lot. Um, what do you kind of remember from that day from hearing that news? Uh, just being really sad and not knowing what was going to happen next. Yeah. Um, and just kind of like, I don't know, losing, cause not only was he someone that I knew somewhat personally, but also just as a from a fan perspective it was yeah it was just really really unsettling and like just not it just didn't feel real that i'm sure because that had to put you in a different frame of mind Mm -hmm. because a lot of times when people pass we we think about them for a while but then we kind of as humans we have this thing where we kind of think about ourselves after you know like You know, especially when someone, you know, overdoses and passes away from it. Um, you know, it's hard not to put because it's hard not to put it on yourself a little bit. Like you start to honestly think about what you're doing with your life. Right. Right. It, put, uh, it, it puts things into perspective. Yeah. And um, in, in a fucked up way. Um, you know, nobody should have to lose a friend. And obviously, you know, losing people so young is such a hard thing to deal with. You know, you feel for their families, their parents, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But that, you know, obviously that's like hometown heroes are different. Yeah. You know, and then when all those things. Yeah. You know, and um, hometown hero, fan, friend, fucking 
It's tough. Yeah, it sucks. Um, in that in that time, was did you find it kind of hard to express the way you were feeling about it? Yeah, definitely. Because um, there's like this stigma where I'm like, I don't want to seem ingenuine, and then I don't want to seem like, oh, I'm just, I'm like trying to prove to everybody that I knew who Mac Miller was, or like, yeah. So it's, but the, 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 like that's also just me playing into my own insecurities and like uh kind of like judging myself um we then, our- then there's that thing it's like why are you you're not doing enough to show to pay your respect like people just say fucked up shit online so and they think I, that it's cool they think that that's like gonna get you know yes yeah. a reaction that's gonna be positive like what are you supposed to write back to me and be like oh yeah you're right all right see ya yeah i, I just will yeah, I think it's just like if if you're okay with what you're doing, then it's fine. Like it's you don't have to prove to anyone or explain to them. Yeah, how you're feeling or they because they don't know. They don't fucking know what you're going through. Absolutely. Um, uh, I I don't ever want to. I hate when people say like you know like people's death influence them to do other things, but a lot of the times, sadly, it's you know when we lose people we realize in our lives, like, you know, like maybe there's some things I want to do before it's my time to go. Yeah, of course. You I, know? I think, I think about him all the time. And like, I, to be honest, I, uh, the whole stand-up thing was fucking like crippling fear for me. And I just told myself, like, I'm going to do this for all the people who, including Malcolm, who aren't here and, you know, I mean, I, I, I've had other friends who have overdosed too and have taken their own lives. And it's like, why the fuck am I scared yeah. to do this when, if anything, I'm just going to do it for them. I, th- um, I think uh, not only like, not to sound cliche, but like, that's a beautiful thing because, you know, and honestly, it's, it's so hard to, recover from seeing stuff at a young age it just is Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i've had to bury kids i grew up with you know from drugs you know Uh, i had to see my brother michael bury his best friend you know and it's it's crazy because we don't realize the impact that we actually have on people you know um i never want to accept it but like you know, people DM me, they'll be like, dude, you saved my life. Like I was going through things. And for us to leave as positive of an impact as we can leave on the earth, when I die, I just want people to come to my funeral and be like, you know what? Like he had his flaws or whatever. That's a good dude right there. Yeah. That's That's all all I want. Yeah. That's all anyone can hope. And that's, that's what's going to happen too, because I mean, we're all, we all have our fucking issues, but no one's perfect. I know that's no. another cliche, but it's seriously true. Like everyone has their fucked up, stupid shit. The older I've gotten, the more I've respected cliches. Mm-hmm. They're, like, oh, they're cliche, and even saying they're cliches <laughs> for a reason is a cliche, but it's true. You know, so it's it takes cool. two to tango. I was like, dude, I would have never said this five years ago. <laughs> I'm just a fucking human cliche book. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, so tell me like a little bit um. 
about what you're doing. Obviously, you said, uh, you, you know, you take medication. Uh, are you still in therapy? COVID's been a fucking crazy time to deal with mental health shit. Definitely. It's been it's been trying. There's been trying times. But um, yeah, I, I have a therapist. I speak to him, if not once a week, once every other week. And he's great. It's just some nice to have someone to just like kind of dump your bag. And um, he's really good at just leading me to the conclusion instead of him like right just uh, like telling me the obvious what's fucking wrong with me type deal which i think is really cool so that that's super helpful uh exercise again has like completely changed uh my mental health just because what's your routine do you have one or you just go like fly by fly by night so i live pretty close to the beach um which is which is another thing that's been like a huge fucking mental health like just going there taking a long walk by myself or something the earth it's so peaceful dude yeah but i'll go to the beach and just run on the sand for like maybe an hour damn dude you got a fucking fight coming up right running on the sand who you fucking rocky it kind of it it fucking hurts man but um it's the best fucking workout so i'll do that for like four miles do about like 50 and then like 50 push-ups, 50 to a hundred push-ups. And I'm like ready for the day. If that doesn't happen, your whole day's fucked up. I, I will have like an, like an, I'm just like a high energy person. Like I need to burn, too. burn fucking steam off. So like when I do that, I, I mentally, I just get tired too. There's not yeah. like all this shit going on. So. Um, do you talk to yourself a lot? Not really. If I'm dealing I know that that's super help. Do you do that all the time? Okay, I need. To I ground. I, gr- I ground myself all the time and like How talk. Do you do about- it? So like, if I'm starting to feel like overwhelmed or like my mind's just like going here and there, like I'll focus on certain objects in the room, and I'll I literally take a second. I'll say, "All right, Danny, you're standing right here." You know, I'll tell myself what day it is. I'll tell myself what I need to do for the day and stop my mind that's great and i'll look around the room and i'll look at stuff like i'll look at this plant i'll just be like plant and while i'm talking that's really like, smart that's cool yeah so like i'll literally stop and just be like lamp so now i'm just focusing on this lamp and my mind is starting to calm down because all i'm worrying about that's so smart yeah so like I have to dumb myself down because I'm a classic overthinker. Everything that comes in my head needs to be processed forward, backwards, upside down, whatever. So if I'm just this like plant. That's like an awareness practice. Like being being present is so important. Like I'll I'll stare at my floor and like, I'll just follow uh, like the wood of the floor. But sometimes I get anxious about that because like, it'll be like uneven and like uh, my head will start like going over. Fix it, fix it. Yeah. So like I have to plant, literally plant myself and stare at something. That's really cool. Yeah. Because it just helps my mind slow down, dude. It's like, you know, when you're drunk and you look this way and then the rest of your shit is taking mad long to get here. Yeah. So, (laughs) so that's what I do when I start to just start thinking about one shit I shouldn't be thinking about two stuff that's bothering me. And three, when I realize I need to fucking calm down, cause I'm starting to lose this. You know, I have manic episodes, dude. I have episodes where I'm full blown manic and I say wild shit, like wild shit. 
But when you're, um, uh, like, uh, nobody fucking loves me, you know, uh, you know, people close to me, I disrespect them. You know, I'll say things that are hurtful, um, on purpose because I'm just in this manic zone where I'm hurting. So I want everyone else to hurt around Mm. me. You know, I just become fucking destructive, bro. Like, you know, it's not to the point where I'm like, give me all this fucking booze. Like shoot coke into my dick, like you know, like not like you know, but I'm loud. I don't realize like that I'm fucking screaming. Like it's scary, dude. You know, to be in a manic state, and I could feel them coming. So it's like you know, you ever watch Dragon Ball Z at all? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like when like Goku's fighting and he's like not Super Saiyan yet, and then he has that moment where he turns Super Saiyan. That's when it's like mania. <laughs> yeah yeah so like that's what happens but uh instead of like being good and bad so like yeah dude uh um, bad danny danny bad boy danny bad boy bipolar dan in the building so once i got diagnosed with bipolar you know it was tough for me to deal with these manic episodes but then i started to realize like yo i've been having manic episodes my entire life i'm just a manic little bitch well fuck what how do you uh, is there like a medication that helps with that? Oh yeah, for sure. Lithium. Um, oh wow. Yeah. So um, you know, I I take I take uh, medication for my diabetes, which is reversed, but I have to take it for a little while longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I take Lexapro. Uh, I take Klonopin, which helps with my um, panic disorder, and then I have uh, lithium to combat my bipolar disorder because my manic episodes used to be really bad like i would like like fucking freak out like break shit like the smallest things would trigger me where i would fucking lose my shit and then i'm just like dude like i'm not an aggressive person too that's the thing like i'm not somebody that like yo what's up motherfuckers i'm ready to die let's go never (laughs) been i've never been that way i've never been a tough guy like but when I get in these manic modes, I'm like, dude, I'm ready to kill. Like in my head, like anything in front of me, I'm going to destroy it. Jesus. Yeah. So it's like, dude, like you need to calm down. And by kill, like not kill people, but like. You're going to kill someone? No, 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 no. Not yet. Dude, not today. Murder. Murdering murderer. But like, you know, it, it makes me feel like, dude, I'm going to eviscerate anyone or anybody that says anything remotely disrespectful to me. Mm. So, you know. I've, I have felt that way. Yeah, dude. And if I didn't realize a lot of it was because I didn't know how to deal with my fucking emotions, bro. I still struggle with shit. You know, I'm 32. Everybody does, yeah. I, and another thing, like, I just had to realize, like, this is going to be a lifelong journey for me, so I have to stop thinking, like, I'm going to get better in a week. I've, I've had to accept that lately, too. <laughs> Which fucking sucks. Takes practice. Yeah, it's just like anything. It just takes time. Have you ever um, done cognitive behavioral therapy? I think that's what my therapist specializes in. So I think he's it's the best. It's the it's, fucking best. He's definitely, you know, it's yeah. like, it's, it's, it's so cognitive behavioral therapy for like those that are listening. It's like something where it's not so much therapy of being like, all right. So like, what were your, was your relationship with your parents? You know, a lot of it's more of like scientifically based, like uh, to help you learn coping mechanisms for your anxiety and stuff. So you know, I literally had a notebook. I read this whole book, um, uh, Master of Anxiety and Panic uh, by Dr. David Barlow. And I walked around with a notebook the entire day and was just like literally day journaling 
just being like scientifically, like what's your anxiety at right now? 12 PM out of 10. And I shit you not. Everything was tense in like the first couple <laughs> months of, the, of reading this fucking thing. Uh-huh. But by the time I got through with the book and I was done practicing the book, zeros. Wow. Ones. Twos. If I got to a two, it was a really bad day. So I, I book. Uh, I'll send you the link right now. Um, you know, this book, it's a workbook. You know what I mean? It's not like you just read it and like, you're like, oh, all right, cool. You have to like really, really do it for it to work. Um, but I'm not lying. If I ever met this dude, I would lick his ass. <laughs> this dude saved my ass. And I would like to return the favor and lick his. Um, 69? 96. I would 96 the shit out of this dude. Hell yeah. But I, I just sent it to you. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm telling you, my shit went from all tens to zeros and ones. This is you awesome. Know? Thanks, dude. Yeah. But, you know, um, you know, and I feel someone like you who has always been like a goofster in terms of like on the internet. Mm -hmm. It's also hard for us to be like, yeah, like, I don't know, like shit kind of <laughs> sucks right now. Yeah. It's like, oh, but you're supposed to make me happy. I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking feel like it. Suck my yeah, ass. Yeah, that's okay. You know? Yeah. The, 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 like, I've just learned to be more honest about what I'm feeling. Because if I'm not, it fucks my whole day up. Because now I right. lie. Lying to yourself is like, you're, that's the one person you can be honest to all the time. And, yes. you, lie, and you lie to them all the time. <laughs> I'd li you know, I'm lie. I'm fine. Lying to yourself is... Think about how many times you lie to yourself a day. Probably a million times. A million times. I'm like, like, oh, I'm no. like you're good looking, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> there you go. Same first, first lie. First lie of the day. I'm like, dude, you're not. You're not. You look good today. It's like, dude, you're not overweight. I'm just like, and eh, that's not what science doctors say. <laughs> <laughs> what are you tipping the scales at these days? Uh, dude, the heaviest I was at was like 285. I'm like 220 something now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, dude, I lost a, a, a lot of you. weight um dude i was fucking fat bro i was fat dude too many chopped cheeses too many chopped cheeses and too many fucking uh negra modelos wow that, that yeah. was your that was your favorite yeah dude Are you, any any ipa i was like give me 11 of those <laughs> because yo light beer couldn't get me drunk anymore mm. Like I would drink like I would have to drink like sixteen Bud Lights. So I'm just like, dude, my I can't take it. Pissing every five seconds. So I'm like, yo, give me like Sierra Nevada torpedoes. Oh, these are ten percent alcohol. All right, <laughs> I'll drink six of these and be fucking shit faced. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I had this thing where I, I always thought like I was an amazing reverse driver. Drive like drunk? No, 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 no. When I'm sober. Oh, okay. Right. So one of these nights I'm fucking wasted and I was living on a lane, a private lane. So I was just like, yo, and my boy kind of was just like, yo, like, let's go um, to this store uh, called Madaba. It's this uh, 24 hour <laughs> deli in our town. I was like, yeah, bro. I was like, let's go. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. Like, yeah, come on. And he's significantly smaller than me. 
So it's mm-hmm. like, dude, you can't drive. Like, you, you can't. Um, uh, just because he's probably like smacked out of his uh, fucking ob- obliterated. Uh, like, okay. you know, so I'm just like, yo, I'm just gonna like, yo, let's run the monitor real quick. Dude, I seriously thought that I was backing the car up fast, like fast as shit. Maybe 15 minutes went by and I, <laughs> I barely have moved in this lane because I'm so fucking drunk and I don't want to hit anything. Mm-hmm. And then as we got halfway down the lane and we just left the car there because I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't drive. And we, we just walked. walked now. And I think of times like that where dude, think about like how close I either could have just been into having trouble losing my license, like not stuff to the point where I'm like, dude, I could have made a left and like hit a kid. Like, you know what I mean? I could have, I could have, I could have, but yeah. I think, I think of it more like real life stuff. Like, yo, if I get pulled over and get a DUI, my fucking life is over. Yeah. You know, like you can't do shit without a license. You if know, you get a DUI, you can, you're, uh, you can't travel to certain places. No. Too. So I was like, dude, I can never do this again. Thank God. My buddy was just like, yo, bro, just leave the car. Let's just walk. Out of his drunken stupor, he had one good thing to say. And yeah. he was like, yo, yo, let's just walk. Let's just walk, dude. I'm hungry. But I still believe I am one of the best reverse drivers in the continental United States. You definitely probably are. Yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm pretty good, too. Are you Are you this guy or are you fucking this guy? I do that, yeah. I'm a big reacher. Big yeah. fucking reacher whipper. You know? Dad reach. Dad reach. And this was the dad reach, too. Like, he could hold you. <laughs> Like your dad can hold you in a fucking head-on the collision into the car. Yeah, dude. Oh! oh, my son. His arm would just fucking blow off. Yeah. I was like, dude, I'm going to go through this windshield and your arm's coming with me. Just letting you know right now. Fuck um, it. Let's talk about real bros. All right. Excuse Ooh. me. And, uh, gassy. Yeah, it's all right. Listen, man. You could fart on here, too. It's X is, this is not rated. X-rated? No, X-rate. This well, we have authentic conversations here. So if you want to shit your pants, fart, you can do whatever you want. Okay, I just did. I heard a little bit. It's on delay. Oh, your stomach went. Burr. I just made some chocolate pie in my pants. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <queen>. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Um, how many people ask you to say sob bro every day? Saw dude. None. None now, right? Well, I'm cameo. I, I get I'll get a couple of those on cameo. Oh, dude, I'll fucking destroy cameo. I did like four <laughs> I did 45 Valentine's Day cameos. Did you really? Crush them. That's fucking awesome. Don't they take a little piece of your soul out? Oh yeah, they take a little piece. Every time a little chunk. Dirty 30 um but yeah man so uh talk to me about real bros how did this start so real bros started with uh jimmy jimmy tatro jimmy tate we were doing a skit for him when sud dude was like super huge it was kind of like a bachelor thing and we he like facetimed us and we were like hey sud it was like super whatever but um we kind of just clicked and then he approached us with this idea for real bros, which at that time it was kind of like, or it was just super low budget, like uh, super small crew. Um, and we shot it, put it on YouTube and it ended up doing really well. So Facebook watch picked it up and then 
the rest is history. How do people find it? Just go on Facebook, type in Real Bros. You can only uh, watch the second and third seasons on Facebook Watch. And then episode uh, season one is on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. That's when Jimmy Jimmy still owned all of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so are you a producer on the show? Are you writing on the show? I'm not. I'm just an actor. You're just a sexy actor. Um, Fuck it. All right. Uh, I have to ask this question. Um, when uh, the baby scene. Yeah. How many takes did that take? Dude, that's Getter Tanner is like an amazing. He's like way better of an actor than he gives himself credit for. He that's, just did that. That's like one take of improv, of bro. Just him being himself, yeah. Crushed it. Crushed he's, it. He's he's so fun to. He's just like a funny fucking guy too. Like yeah, just, yeah, like, for hey. sure. Um, you know, for me, it's it's inspirational to me to see like you know like oh man like I said like I feel like this kid was a little kid and like you know like. <laughs> You're doing like shows with budgets now and shit and like, you know. Thanks, man. But I feel like we've always connected, you know, on some mental, on the mental health tip. Yeah. So, you know, I just want you to know, dude, like I'm extremely proud of you, everything you've been doing. Thank you. Um, you know, you, I always keep an eye on you. Um, and, you know, if you ever need help with anything, you could always reach out and, and uh, hit me up. Um, my phone's always on. I'm usually always up because I don't like to sleep because I'm afraid I'm going to die in it. So, uh, <laughs> dying it. Yeah. So, so I'm usually, I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Seriously. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, um, I have like two more questions if you got time. They're short yeah. ones. Um, fire away. <laughs> aspirations for the future. Do we have any or are we just flying by, by the skin of our ass? I want to start. Okay. So, my girlfriend's been really inspiring me lately to start writing. So, that's been a huge, nice kind of not fear or yeah i guess you could say fear of mine just like putting myself out there and having my my true i feel like writing's pretty intimate it's like your real thoughts and feelings as far as like uh it's just like another work of art but have you ever thought about writing before or she kind of like was like you should probably write yeah i have but i've just been really intimidated by it like kind of afraid to just start because uh there's there's like a format there's i've never really been good with like <laughs> rules and shit like that i'm like Fuck, I'm terrible what if, I, like, I'm terrible. what if i don't put in a fucking space where it's supposed to go and they won't read the script so but she's yeah. she's definitely demystified a lot of those things yeah um, i mean uh people could tell if we wrote it or not because if it's right. too smart people are gonna be like hey wait a second <laughs> so writing coming in the future you writing, know more stand up yeah have you done any during the pandemic i have i've done three shows yes so i was i was in north carolina uh oh oh so you've been on the road yeah i did i did three shows when it was kind of like not when at least we thought it was like not very bad but then remember we like had the second wave yeah yeah that's right dude this shit's been going on so fucking long that i forgot i, I did raleigh arlington virginia and philly oh i did how, philly that was fun how many people uh there were about a hundred people for each show nice nice so what's it like like doing stand-up with like the social distancing and shit do you feel it in the room or you just kind of yeah riff definitely. on it a little bit you riff on it a little bit right uh well not because i 
like the people laughing through their masks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's weird. I I was thinking about writing some material about that, but then I also don't want to be the guy like, hey, COVID, right? Like, let's talk about it. Yeah, air, like, airline food. food. Yeah. yeah, but um, it's like it boo, fun. do something else. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. People Dude, just I wanted saw- to get fucking out and get hammered. Everyone was just drinking. Yeah, I mean. People will just want to go outside, man. Yeah. You know, and we never realized what we had outside. Dude, so true. <laughs> it's like earth is out there, dude. I'll be honest with you, though. I've been mad into the earth, though. Since I the love shit nature. Is yeah, Rocks. I love earth. Mm-hmm. Earth is so cool. <laughs> you know, like I, I lived in Florida for a year. I went to the beach all the time. I said, this is a real place. I'm here. This is what it is. So I said, like, this awesome. is fucking real. I it's like it's like looking at fire like it's it's like every time you look at it it's interesting it doesn't lose it's like it's yeah. novelty 100 percent. and it's like dude like over the last year like my interest in sports and shit have like gone way down mm-hmm. like you know like these things where i just get i use a lot of things to escape like what i'm going through but i also use them to like mask them as well i'm like dude yeah. like the other day i was just like yeah like do something else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't give a sh- I, Like, I care if the Knicks win, but, like, am I going to let her bo- ruin my night like it used to? Yeah. You know, these guys don't give a fucking shit about it. So me. fucking bad, dude. Yeah. Lost. And, like, the Giants were, like, one game out of the playoffs, and, like, I didn't fucking care. Yeah. Because I was like, dude, they'll just play again next year. Who cares? I, I never really got – found myself getting upset about sports. I just – realize that i've put a lot of energy into things that don't deserve the energy mm-hmm. whether it be sports fucking social media yo dude if i didn't have social media for business i would delete i would throw my entire phone in the garbage mm-hmm. i would get a flip phone me too but, i hate i really I hate being on my phone but like you know it's um how do you you unfollowed everybody on instagram how that how that make you feel it's awesome. I I hate looking at other people's stupid fucking shit that they it's do. Like my I life is so awesome. I don't care at all. <laughs> it's just so draining. So I just am like, you know what? Whatever. I'll talk to my friends who I talk to. Like I'll. Yeah, I'm gonna check up on them. Right. Yeah. But I'm not like. I just don't want to be on the app. It's it's nothing personal. It's just no for me too. It's it's only personal with me. Yeah. You know, like I've had moments where I've unfollowed everybody on Instagram. Uh-huh. And then, you know, and it's just like I don't have the aptitude to process all of this shit. Because it yeah. starts it drives me fucking insane. So it's, it's just like draining. oh, it's, it's like this draining. one made another show, this one's doing a tequila company, this one's doing this and then i'm like dude if i didn't have this to like promote my shows and like yeah get my word out there i would not fucking be on here yeah it's a and scary a, place realizing that like no one has a gun to your head like you don't have to look at anything you don't want to i know <laughs> <laughs> it's that's like a sobering thought though because it's like you society makes you think that you like have to be on this shit all the time but then and, you like wake up and you're like wait what the f- I don't need, I don't have to be on this right now. Like, have you, something else. have you ever looked at your screen time and been like, Jesus, what's wrong with me? Yeah. That's what I've been going through. I'm like, dude, get a fucking life. Get a Peloton bike. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, God, geez. Peloton. You know what I mean? Someone dude. needs to make a funny ass Peloton skit. Yeah. They should do like a Peloton for like poor people. 
<laughs> Where all the all the workouts are in like plastic Peloton, <laughs> plastic Peloton, and like all the workouts on the screen are like uh, it's like a fake iPad, and like <laughs> the, the people are actually in front of you or like little like below you, and, and and all the videos are filmed in like really shitty alleys. It's a scroll wheel. <laughs> it's a scroll wheel. That's what it is. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's like uh, tissue paper where people are just doing this. That's that's the fucking, the broke Or the Peloton. Broke-a-ton. <laughs> the broke New from Hasbro. Yo, what's up, dog? Um, Danny, I, we're going to like do some yoga or some shit. Or some shit or fuck. I'm tired. <laughs> Yo, so I, yo, honestly, if you just want to chill right now, that's fine too. Like, I'm, I, like it's whatever. Just take a seat. It's all good. Uh, someone's gonna steal our idea. <laughs> we'll write it. We'll write it. But um, listen, man. Um, thank you so much for coming on here, dude. I know, like, we could Thanks talk for, for, like, me, dude. for about five hours, but you know, yeah. The the human the human uh don't get us started. <laughs> don't get us started. Buddy. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you want to plug? Honestly, just my TikTok, Nick TikTok. underscore Coletti. Follow Nick, me. Under, Nick underscore Coletti. Lots of shots. Lots of shots of the ocean. Very calming stuff. Um, Thank you. Have, have you seen those TikToks though, where like that guy like opens a door, but it's like a wooden log and shit? Uh. Uh-uh. This dude is doing like weird ass trippy shit. Where like he'll be like, "Oh, look at this." And like he'll turn this down and it'll be like inside oh yeah his, yeah it'll be like inside his living room and then yeah, like he'll yeah. open his living room and it's like his dad's mouth i'm like what the i fuck love is those this? ones they're sick yeah dude those fucking trip me out i wish i had the skill to do anything that artistic it's just an app oh i'll find the app for you and send it yeah yeah i'm about to get artsy as fuck bro this yeah. guy picked up a log and there was like an entire family of like <laughs> colonists under there i was like how the hell does this guy do this <sighs> This guy's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's a sick app. Let me see, actually. Who is that dude on Vine who just be like, oh, man, is that pizza? Now you have 500 pizzas. Who is that guy? Uh, fuck. What's his name? He'd just be like, oh, the is illusionist this your... guy. Yeah, he'd be like, is this your car? And then, like, he would turn into a car. I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? Wait, what the fuck was his I name? I think he had one Zach name. King. Zach King. Zach King. Zach King. Is it Zach King? He's like, oh man, I wish I had more dominoes. And then he would have like 7,000 boxes of dominoes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, how do you do that? I'm like, computer. Definitely smoked Kush. Oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy's been the many VIP. I need to find this app. Yeah, we should find it. Silicon Valley parties. Hell yeah. (laughs) Dude, thank you so much for everything. Go check him out on TikTok. Uh, Nick underscore Coletti. You got it. Got it. I nailed it. This is the bit. This is the business part. This is the business part. The biz. This is showbiz. This is showbiz, baby, honey. (laughs) Um, Get used to it or get out. Saying Um, biz is. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. But uh, obviously, you know, you guys can follow the show uh, at one on one OTC. And uh, obviously, special thanks to our buddy Nick Coletti for coming on here and hopping on this hot ass train with me to talk about mental health and talk about where we've come from and where we will go next. This is the longest outro in the history of outros. Nick, I'll see you later, bud. Love you, dude. Thank you for having me. Love you too, dude. That was so Diplo. Yeah, I love you, dude. Festy. (laughs) Later, bro. See you, man.